Coast 104.5 and up and Adam in the morning. On the phone, Dr. Rene Bravo is a physician. He has been just invaluable over the course of the last year in relating factual, logical, science-based material that is not meant to scare you or push you in one direction, and I love him for it. Doctor, it's great to talk to you. How are you? Well, it's great to talk to you this morning, Adam. How are you? I am well. I'm glad it is Friday. Glad the weekend is here. How's your week been? Oh, uh, very busy. Very busy. Transitional week. Uh, people are trying to figure out what to do with their masks and everything else, but it's been a good week. Um, any plans for Father's Day? No, just a quiet day here at home. You know, some of the kids may come over. Just a, just a quiet day. That's what I'm planning. Nice. Are you seeing a rise in the common cold as people start to get out there? I talked to a friend from L.A., and he's like, yeah, man, I'm not feeling I think I got a cold. I'm like, how'd you get a cold? He said, well, we're all getting out there again, you know, seeing people. So, Well, you know, that's a great question because the answer is absolutely yes. Um, the, the, the last month in the office, we've seen just a surge in common upper respiratory infections kids coming in with runny noses yeah and uh, they're fine they really are but uh I, you know we've spent the last 15 months scared of anything oh, that resembles illness that people are a little freaky about this but no it seems to be just common upper respiratory things that are happening um i'll tell you one other thing that's really interesting is it sounds feels like winter is is here in the middle of summer because we didn't have a winter in terms of the cold season uh, so that, you know, that is what, what, and a lot of docs are observing this too. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. because you know, I've, you know, I hosted my first event for Cal Poly arts this week. I went to a concert on Tuesday, you know, at the siren in Morro Bay. So I've definitely been around people, but you know, I've been trying to like, you know, taking my juice plus getting sleep, trying as much as I can. So I don't, you know, because I imagine you're kind of getting back out there. I imagine our bodies are a little bit sensitive to foreign things because they've been so lacking them right well you know what what i what i think especially with the little kids yeah is that all of this isolation you know it it it, it just it's it's the the immune systems are ramped up and working again um and also frankly just being together is what transmits all these little bugs yeah and uh, you know, it, 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 we didn't. Re- one thing that the the great irony of what we've just come through is that during a time when we were fearing disease, we saw little disease. Yeah. Uh, very few, very very few. So um, what we're going, I, I think it's just part of getting back to normal. Um, nobody alive has been through this before, so we're kind of writing the book as we go along. It's a great way to put it, Doctor Rene Bravo is up and Adam in the morning. I know some people who are still. Very psychologically, um, they feel comfortable behind the mask. And I use the term that way because it's not so much like they're wearing a mask or they slip one on. I was reading a Washington Post article, and they spoke about the different reasons and folks who have their own situations. And and literally staying behind the mask is literally one of them. Is there a danger to finding too much comfort in something that scientifically isn't really needed or required anymore? Well, that falls into the realm of being obsessive. And there are dangers in obsessions if they start to interfere with activities of daily living. That's where it really becomes an issue. 
Um, you know, people have different, some people are obsessed with washing their hands. That doesn't affect anybody adversely. If people want to cover their faces, well, well, frankly, you know, I think the, 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 the whole, um, it, it, can that be harmful to the person? I think that's yet to be seen, but it is, it, in some people, yeah, it has become an obsession. In others, though, it really is important because they have, they have immune systems which not, don't allow them to take the vaccine, and so they have to protect themselves while at least it's, it's still uh, going around. So it's hard to say, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see how this evolves, Adam. It's, it's just been a few days, and, and uh, we got so much fear media the last year yeah. that uh, people have been conditioned, and so they have to kind of decondition themselves to come back to normal. It's hard to tell. It's like when you see someone in a mask walking by themselves, you kind of go, maybe they're unvaccinated, or maybe they're just kind of very, very comfortable with it. I wouldn't even know. I imagine a lot of people who are unvaccinated, they haven't wanted a mask for a long time anyways, and they're probably taking advantage of the fact that you don't have to wear it. Anyways, I see some of these people wearing the mask alone in their car, and it makes me want to like start a business where I make seatbelts to wear outside the car, just wear the seatbelt everywhere, and I think they would sell out. Well, see, you know, one of the more interesting things to, to think about is that, you know, masking has taken a completely different meaning now culturally, because before the pandemic, if somebody was masked, you're thinking that they're up to something nefarious, you know? Right. Um, they don't want to be identified or seen. But after this now, it's, it's a symbol of self-protection. For some people, it was their symbol of compliance or, or, or you know, righteousness. Other, for other people, it was just they just didn't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. So it has all sorts of different meanings. I would tell you that, you know, some people, oh gosh, I... I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I'll say it anyway. Some people kind of like the way they look in masks. You know, make yeah. their eyes stand out. Right, yeah, you know, no, I mean, sure. Some, some people look look better with masks. Isn't that a terrible thing? No, I know what you I mean, am, though. Sorry. I know what yeah, you mean, yeah. though. I know what you mean, though. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> but, but, but anyhow, no, I, I think it just... You know, I'm still kind of, you know, to each his own on that. Yeah. On, on that right. You know, to each his own. No, I feel you. Dr. Renee Bravo's up in Adam in the morning. So there were a group of parents who sent in six masks that were used to be analyzed. And man, they found some stuff. They found that five were con- contaminated with bacteria, parasites, and fungi, uh, including three with dangerous patho- pathogenic and pneumonia-causing bacteria. Uh, no viruses were detected on the masks, although the test is capable of detecting viruses. Half the masks were contaminated with one or more strains of pneumonia-causing bacteria. Now, all this kind of stuff, and then some stuff was kind of innocuous, like stuff that could cause, you know, fever, acne, yeast infection, strep throat. Are these just like, well, those things are everywhere, so this is a lot to do with nothing, or is there is is a study or an article like this of any importance? I think it, 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 it's, more, it's more important for the culture, um, but scientifically, all, I mean, most of us who or in inside the I call it inside baseball, so to speak. Yeah, we know that ma- masks um, carry all of the all of the pathogens, bacteria, viruses, uh, mucus. Everything that lives inside of our nose is now living on a piece of of, of tissue outside it called a mask. And so that's why they're designed not to be worn forever. You have to wash them. You should take care of them. You, you, you for disposable ones, you need to throw them away. Because um, it, it, it can harbor things which are not good for you. Yeah, no, that 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 clearly is a case. 
uh, talking to a listener that went to Disneyland recently. It takes like an hour and a half to get a piece of pizza because you can't just go up and buy a pizza, pay the money and receive the pizza. You got to go use your phone, get in a queue. Is is all of these kind of ultra cautious things necessary? Is this kind of the way maybe just like corporate America will act for a little while? How do you read all these these things as we open well, up? Well, I, I think the pandemic has allowed uh, for a lot of things to occur that we wouldn't tolerate before. You know, for example, the pandemic has been used in, as an excuse um, to not do things or do things as well. That's what I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. You know, customer service oriented um, endeavors, you know, when it doesn't go so well, the first thing they always say, well, it's the pandemic and, right. you know, COVID. And, you know, frankly, I think that that um, it's only for a short while longer that, that people will tolerate that. Um, do I think that the whole thing that they've developed with systems like in Disneyland, I think they're doing that to try to avoid people congregating in lines. But, but frankly, um, you know, if you're vaccinated and if, if a significant part of the population are vaccinated, I think that's really less important to do. And so I really think that should fade, fade, fade away pretty quickly. You think businesses are going to require vaccine verification? I mean, we're hearing a little bit more about things like this now. I haven't heard so much about it, but do you think that's going to be a thing? You know, I think that's, I think that's going to be a big controversy. I just read, you know, today, this morning, that Cal OSHA says that uh, or is requiring employers to document the vaccination status of employees. And I thought, man, it's one thing to ask about it, but another thing to require it. So that tells you, at least in California, where this is going. I think California will probably be fairly draconian in in just trying to, to pull that information out. Um, and, and I'm concerned about that because vaccine vaccination is best done when people understand and are, are wanting to get this, uh, make this happen. So, you know, unfortunately, I think public health mandates may fall into areas that um, civil libertarians are, are becoming increasingly concerned about. Now, as a physician concerned about the public health, I still tell people it's a good idea to, to take care of yourself, get vaccinated, care about people who, who can't be vaccinated. And we still have about 15% of the population that cannot be vaccinated. That, those are the children. Um, yeah. So we still got we still got a ways to go. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, OSHA, yeah, OSHA first says, you know, if you're vaccinated, yeah. you don't have to wear the mask. But if you're in a room with someone who is not, then you do. And then Gavin Newsom, who's obviously trying to, I mean, you know, he's turned into oh. a ga- he's turned into a game show host. He's trying to make everybody happy, <laughs> giving away money and trips and stuff. He's like, no, OSHA, go back to the drawing board. If not, I'm going to do an executive order. And, and and is that what they decided yesterday? Because yesterday was their big day, right? Yeah, no, that's what I read this morning, that they decided that man, that employers must document the vaccine status of their employees. So I'm not sure what that means, how that's enforceable, et cetera. You know, um, I personally know, because I'm in the healthcare sector, I know about the vaccine um, status of my employees. Do I... Do I mandate it in the, in the office? No, but our employees voluntarily understand it and, and get that. It works well that way. We don't, There's no conflict. But that may be a problem in non-healthcare settings. I think it, it's going to be. Interesting. Great information from Dr. Rene Bravo. He is up and at him in the morning. All right, some vaccine quick hits because I still think some people are a little bit confused. If you are vaccinated, you are protected around people who are not. Correct, right? Correct, correct. 
if you are vaccinated, you are protected from people who are perhaps around you and may even have the virus in their nose, correct or not correct? Correct. You are you are you have protection. If um you are vaccinated and you get a little bit in your nose, you are protected from spreading it, from passing it off, yes or no? Uh well, um yes, you if you are vaccinated and the virus happens to blow in your nose, you have antibodies that will kill that virus. Now, will that could that virus come out of you and go to another person, even though you are you are vaccinated? There have been there have been no demonstrated studies that that occurs. So so yeah, I mean, it's, and vaccines kind of work that way anyway. This is the the COVID vaccine is really no different than the mechanisms of other diseases. So based on those three things, one can deduce even if you are not vaccinated, you are still benefiting from those like me, like you, that are. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. I hope that. I mean, I just feel like there's still you, some. You have, you have you have a really good understanding of this, and 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 I think most people will too. But you know, all we need is a couple of more press releases from Sacramento to confuse us. And, 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 <laughs> right. So, you know. Yeah. You know what? Um, gets it. I have been trying to say yes. You know, I think if uh, I think you should get the vaccine. I think it's a bummer that you know kids walking around Disneyland. If you're, you know, some kids are able to have the masks off, and if you're under twelve, you gotta gotta have the mask on. I feel that's a bummer because I mean, I know how I breathe in these things, and I cannot imagine like huffing and puffing when you're a kid, and you know you're outside and you're oh, out and about. It just, I just, my heart breaks for them. But I, yeah. uh, I hope one day soon that won't be the case. Do you see that in the near future? I do. I do. I see as soon as the uh, vaccination, you know, I, I'm not sure when they're going to uh, release it for kids under the age of 12. I know that they're doing the trials right now. And actually, I have the vaccine yesterday. I got I got 100 doses of vaccine in my office. So we're kind of gearing up to do the kids when the, when the time comes. But I think that time um, is coming soon. The, the, the real issue coming September or, or August is what are we going to do in the schools because they're going to mandate mask wearing in the schools, which, you know, as long as the teachers are protected, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to be the wisest thing. Right. Uh, but uh, that's going to be the next controversy. When we know that this virus doesn't spread as severely through children as it does, say, through adults, uh, do you recommend if someone's got an eight, nine-year-old that they get her or him vaccinated? Yes. Okay. Yes. From what I know of the disease now, yes, because the disease does weird things that we're starting to understand, including it. it, it, it there, there's there's these post-disease syndromes that are now starting to evolve, mm. and uh, you know, and and not and, and I'll tell you, look, we need to be straight about the vaccine too. That's not without risk, also. Right. You know, they're watching it really closely. Um, you know, post post-viral myocarditis in males, teenage males. I mean, that was a big deal. A couple of uh, a weeks ago, and, and frankly, that's actually turning out to be okay. Mm-hmm. But still, the, the system is working in terms of surveillance. And the numbers of things that happen are are very low, right? I mean, like, even lower than, say, you know, like when you read, I mean, if you look at your aspirin and you look at the back of aspirin, there's, you know, dire warnings of things that could happen, <laughs> and it feels like the vaccine, yes. yeah. even, it's even lower than like that. Yeah, no, it's it's actually much safer than they thought it was going to be. But the the the, re, the reality is that I mean everything has risk into it. Yeah. Most of those you know sheets are, are mostly legal documents and and not medical documents, just to disperse blame. Right. But you know I think I think I think right now everybody in public health will say, and this has been successful. 
I will say personally, I've seen the rate of, of, of vaccine of uh, COVID disease plummet amongst just go, go almost go away amongst kids because we haven't seen a COVID case in the office in in several months now. So. Wow. I'm feeling good about this. I'm, I'm glad you are. That makes me feel good about this. I, uh, like you, have been uh, saying, yes, get the vaccination. I do recommend it, but you gave me some great advice, especially as it relates to my dad. Last time he came to visit, I didn't bring it up one time. And, uh, you know, even though I, you know, he's 75, he's got COPD, I want him around forever because I love him to death. And, but Aww. no, there is that, uh, like you said, that independence and, I, I didn't bring it up one time. In fact, my sister texted as I was pulling away with him from the airport, and she said, did Adam try and make you get the vaccine yet? And I'm like, see, the only one that brought it up so far was you. So, no, I'm, <laughs> we, we didn't bring it up one time, and uh, we had a great visit, so it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. That's very sweet. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm totally glad to hear that. That's, that's one of the hardest things sometimes when you know that there's something that can help somebody and then they re- refuse to get it. Um, I got kind of emotional yesterday when when I got the, when we received the first doses of the COVID vaccine in the office because as I was holding a little vial of the vaccine, I thought of the people that I knew and loved or who are, who, who have died uh, oh. from this, and I, I looked at that and I said, "Man, if if, if this little vial had been around uh, for them to get, they would still be alive today." So mm. it, it is a deeply personal and emotional topic too. It's heavy, no doubt, Doctor Renee Bravo. Yeah. Uh, speaking of my dad, I wish you. A very, very fantastic Father's Day. I have learned a lot from you. I can't imagine what your kids, uh, all that you have been able to ingrain into them and the love that you must shower them with. So I hope that they spoil you, and I hope you have a great Father's Day, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. Those are kind words. You have a wonderful, great weekend, and everybody else out there. Wake up with Up and Adam in the morning. For up and Adam in the morning. What's happening, buddy? Hey, Adam, I'm just trying to tell you that this morning. You are slaying it. Slaying it. I'm up and Adam in the morning.